Mind Crime Show with me, Swinny Dobson, and him, Tim Pan. Today we discuss Does humility exist? Tim. Humility is one of those virtues which many Christians, in particular Bishop Barron, who, who I was recently watching, interviewed by Lex Freedom, was praising. Uh, I was, I'm very suspicious of the virtue to be somewhat Randian in, in the sense. Um, humility could just mean accurate accounting of one's skills. And in this way, humble just means, for the most part, somewhat stupid, uh, because there's plenty of things you don't know. Um, you know, you could be, if you're stupid yet self-aware, which is roughly the Socratic position, um, Socrates is famous for saying, the only thing I know is that I don't know anything, or some version of that. Um, but in this regard, even he isn't per se stupid. He knows some things. He probably knows more than many people. Um, hence, in many circumstances, humility is just sort of like functional, accurate accounting of one's skills. Like, I don't know anything about uh, ancient uh, Chinese history or something like or hardly anything. Um, you know, if someone asked me how to fix a car, I would say I know nothing. Again, that's just functional accounting. I don't know anything. But if someone asked me how to make a pod bean account, I would tell them I know more than most. So in that sense, humility um, can just be used in practical terms. And, and and I have no objection to this. Now, is this what Bishop Barron and some of the Catholic defenders of humility mean? I'm not sure. There is a good article which sort of goes through a lot of the errors that you could do, which I'm going to name. Um, but I, but even so, the errors of humility seem likely here. And to go back to the Rand thing here, this is where I think the sort of you know the some like Ric Flair type attitude of what you know um, is 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 quite good here. Now, speaking of humility, oftentimes when you're dealing with this is sort of the political aspect of this is like recently in the the the, the last two years with the uh, various measures, we'll say um, you were supposed to trust the experts, so to speak. Um, and, you know, like in this sense, the, the expert aren't, aren't the experts aren't acting. Hum- humble, so to speak, but we, the proles and the the pharmaceutical consumers must be humble towards the experts, you know, grovel. Um, so in this sense, humility is oftentimes used rather, I would argue, perniciously. It's one of the reasons why I'm a right-wing Foucauldian here, um, in the sense that, you know, if you're going to critique uh, systems of knowledge as just systems of power here, in that sense, you have like, um, you know, I was recently, Zero Hedge had an article detailing um, uh, a BBC document, thank goodness for the taxpayers of England, um, about uh, vaccines. And they had sort of a few clips from it. And it's like, wow, this is this is this is cringy and terrible. Um, this might be so bad, it's good. But they were clearly using their authority here, um, their sort of priestly authority here in that sense. They had they were all like, you know, they had one skeptic and they had six, a panel of six, you know, uh, priestly experts there and st- things like that. Um, so, so in this sense, humility, um, you know, y- you could argue that the state needs humility or the experts here. And there's also a number of related areas here. Um, a number of related areas here is um, uh, I was watching Graham Oppie. Graham Oppie had a good debate with Ed Fezzer, um, as well as William Lane Craig. And Graham Oppie at times is a very smart agnostic insofar as, um, you know, he takes he. he He's like, what kind of argument would convince me that God exists? Now, to be fair, he, he I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he, he more or less sees that it, it's, it's, it just, it's too, it's too many deities here. And he was arguing that the theistic position is actually the unhumble position. The agnostic position is the more humble position here, which I always thought was interesting to sort of 
to to to, to uh, circumpose with uh, Bishop Barron. Bishop Barron was just quoting a 16th or 17th century Catholic. I, he might even been quoting Thomas Aquinas. I forget who Barron was quoting in the Lex Freeman interview here. But um, 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 but in that sense, you could argue that like skepticism might be the more humble position, not not Ed Fezzer's, you know, uh, theism um, or something like that. Um, which I thought was interesting here because you know you can take humility too far in the sort of theological realm, um, you, you you end up with um, agnosticism. I don't know anything. Why would I? How would I know that? Um, if if I don't know it, then why do I need to, you know, uh, follow along so to speak with the story and everything else that goes along with it here? So I I think that's a very interesting insight here. So so with and I sort of made some interesting well I thought was interesting ramblings I noticed on humility here the Randians are very much anti humble anti turn your cheek and a lot of like the left wing Christians I would say in practice this is sort of like a performative contradiction uh, I'll sorry to go on another quick aside I was reading someone I was just googled humility actually duck duck go to humility and um, um, not that duck duck go is probably any better but um, I was just reading an article about it, and then on the on the um on the on the article was a lot of nice flowery language about being humble. But then, but then the author description says, "I am a self-employed web designer, a pioneer in the blogosphere, widely read and recognized blogs." Uh, I left out his names, but I, I got a kick out of it because, like that, you know, there's a sort of like performative contradiction at the end here, where, um, you you know. And, and like people like Hart, David Bentley Hart would be another one who doesn't shy away from a good polemic at all, which is, I, again, I'm fine with brash polemics. I, I think they're enjoyable to read um, as well. So humility, is it a virtue? Does it exist or just misapplied? Swithin? Well, um, I would agree with you largely that um, humility uh, consists in having an accurate assessment of one's own abilities. Uh, that would seem, I think, to be the, um, the the appropriate way of looking at it. Now, in a theological sense, um, one of the differences, and why that maybe stressed more than say that with the um, in sort of um, Christian theology rather than it is in say uh, Rand's um, <coughs> sphere, is um, the idea that in sort of Christian theology or um, monotheism to, to a large degree is the idea that uh, every individual is sort of dependent on God in sort of metaphysical sense and uh, without the existence of God then we wouldn't exist either and so there's a radical dependence um, and difference between the individual human and God and so therefore the human should um, uh, view himself appropriately with that uh, metaphysical reality Whereas if you take the atheist position, well, it's, I suppose you could say you should be humble before the laws of nature, but that doesn't really have the same sort of um, entailment. Um, so I think that might account to some extent for the, um, the difference in disposition when it comes to humility. Um, but um, yeah, certainly I, I, I think a lot of the I generally don't like people talking about humility because um, it, it 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 generally just comes off as oh no I'm really bad I'm really humble because I I see see how poor I am at this it's like yeah you just keep going about how 
how humble you are. It's like, hmm, this doesn't really seem like you're hugely humble because you're going about how humble you are. Um, so it's um, it's kind of a um, an odd one to focus, virtue to focus on, I would say. Now, I do think you make an interesting point with scepticism uh, and sort of agnosticism, refresh the grey moppy. I think there's a type of scepticism which is actually, uh, well, I suppose you could say arrogant in a sense, although that might be a little strong, but not humble in the way you might think. The reason is this. Um, if you're going to go full sceptic, it's like, ah, uh, so someone says, oh, look, there's a sheep over there. And then, you, and then you go, oh, yes, but is it really a sheep? How do you know it's a sheep? You know, is it not a trick of the mind? Um, does the external world exist? And the only real reason why anybody entertained that is probably because they have a pretty, they're pretty intelligent and that they can come up with arguments as to why their um, their sensory faculties are uh, grossly in error. I mean, most people recognize that you might make a mistake, but you'd have to, I mean, Descartes was pretty clever. I mean, you're not going to come up with uh, a lot of objections to how all sensory um, perceptions could be false. And we have to start as an indutable starting point. That is something which is a hallmark of high level of vacuuming, whether it's right or wrong is another question. Um, but it's not the same as sort of like common sense realism, essentially, or direct realism, which you could say is like the least humble position. Sorry, sorry, the most humble position, sorry, is, is direct realism or naive re realism. It's called naive realism. Uh, because that's just what everyone kind of expects. Like, well, yeah, of course, the external world exists. Yeah, because beer exists in my hand, etc. Um, the question would then be, um, with respect to God, would being an agnostic be more humble or otherwise? Um, I don't think so. If you take what would be required as, as the tenets that would, which would um, justify some of more sort of common sense realist position. Uh, let's say the principle of causation to some extent, um, <clears throat> which is, uh, well, something must, um, everything that exists uh, has sort of an explanation for why it exists. Um, and we can reasonably ask that question uh, forever. And so we have to get to, oh, so this isn't really the causation, I'm just really arguing for contingency. Um, but I do think it's based on some sort of realism. I mean, I go, OK, well, yeah, well, there must be something on the, the, the bottom of things, which um, it's something at the bottom of everything, which has which explains its own its own existence. Uh, otherwise, you get a regress. Now, I suppose you could say that's somewhat of a sophisticated argument, although I do think it's less unhumble than positing brute facts, which eventually often does. Um, in that, well, there's these myriological symbols. No, no, they just exist. And it's like, yeah, but why do they exist? So I actually think, to a large extent, the agnosticism in that sense, unless you're going to go for a completely different approach, which I haven't come across to my knowledge, um, it, it kind of ends up not being humble, I think, because you just sort of steadfastly refuse to answer a particular question uh, as to why do the myriological symbols exist, what explains their existence, so why they start.
Um, so I don't think skepticism in that sense is necessarily more humble. I would, though, say skepticism when it comes to sort of empirical uh, reality and sort of like um, modeling, etc. I think that is significantly more humble. I mean, because it's obvious that the uh, external world and social phenomenon is very complex and quite chaotic. And the idea that somehow you can realistically model um, the effects of coronavirus lockdowns when you didn't even have a decent idea as to what the in, uh, infection fatality rate was, uh, or even even could die, did die, uh, could easily and clearly diagnose who actually died of the disease. Um, clearly, I think it's a much more humble position to go, well, actually, no, there's lots of questions you simply can't answer. Um, so to be sceptical of that, I think, is a more humble position and not sort of believing the experts. But it would be, I think, is a question of one of domain, which I think we got into to some extent in our uh, experts episode there. Um, I do think, though, um, to switch on a slightly different topic, um, humility is interesting in the context of advertising. Uh, you, you pointed out on the document you, you sent me, uh, to, on Tim Chavis, who's a Christian author, who then um, who, who describes himself. As Tim Challis, self-employed web designer, is a pioneer in the Christian blogosphere, having one of the most widely read and recognized Christian blogs. Um, he's also the editor of Discerning Reader, a site dedicated to offering thoughtful reviews of books that are of interest to Christians. Is that unhumble? Well, was he a pioneer? He might have been. Uh, is he most widely read? He might be, unrecognized. But then the question is, is other things that you can kind of say about yourself which are true but again misleading uh, is this in a sense misleading and leading you to believe he has a higher ability or recognition than he actually does um it's not obvious but also when it comes to the advertising uh i don't think anybody would reasonably say that you have to disclose all information about something you're selling you know if you were to sell something uh, it's not fraudulent but you might have you might not disclose that actually no, it didn't work twice in the like the dim and distant past, but you think it might do in the future. I mean, you're obligated to say so. I mean, is that sort of like misrepresenting the products? Is now I know that's not about you, for instance. Oh, but let's think on health reasons. I suppose you've gone off ill or whatever. You haven't disclosed to a new employer. Is that unhumble because you're trying to pass yourself off as some sort of great um, superhero when it comes uh, a superhero sort of body that doesn't break or get ill uh, so, so so job interviews and things like that i, th I think is, is is interesting uh here uh, any comments on my ramblings well humility i think you also demonstrate that humility has multiple levels because you have on the one level you have this sort of practical level where where people claim humility is a virtue sometimes i think it is a virtue sometimes i think it's a vice where people and, and sometimes it just turns into humble brag competitions, which are just sort of like reverse dick measuring contests, um, um, which, you know, in practice is what at times, if you, you know, this is sort of like Rand's, this is where I think Rand is a good, Rand in, um, um, oh, I've been like eight years since I've read her uh, fiction books, um, um, Rand's fiction, ah, uh, ah. Uh, I remember the themes, not the not the stories, but like Rand's characters are very Ric Flair like, at least the the uh, the protagonists. Um, and she sort of critiques this sort of, and she roots it in Christianity that uh, that people, uh, you know, this is where the guilt culture also comes in, and the shame, you know, things like that. Um, people just aren't proud of their own accomplishments. Um, and 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 
things in uh, and they sort of are overly deferential. And I think there's a very true insight here. So there's a practical level which quickly scales, um, quickly scales quite up um, um, into sort of more macro level phenomena here. I think so like if, if Jim Challies is a pioneer, then, you know, then he should say he's a pioneer. Um, um, he shouldn't say the opposite. He should say, I mean, that would, that would be technically lying. Um, if he said he's, you know, if it less and less, of course, is is committing fraud, then it's fraud. Um, so on that level, I think humility is a very tricky thing here. Um, um, it's very context oriented, which is sort of an annoying thing to say. Um, but 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 that's far as far as the the um the point about Gnosticism with respect to um Ed Fe Ed Fazer and Christianity. Ed Fazer has a comment on Ayn Rand's existence exist axioms here and again this is where this is where they're always critical of her insofar as they, they view her as sort of a rube in a sense in the sense that she's you know not um one of she's not you know she's not she's not a continental philosopher she's not an aquinas she's not an aquinas scholar um she's sort of just a a, a rube who has a last name after a typewriter um the rand typewriter corporation but i do think the existence exists axioms are relevant insofar as she's now whether she's actually what now she's an atheist and as I pointed out to Todd Lewis in our epistemology episode we did seven years six years ago some of our first episodes I ever did the line um, she's sort of like a right wing anti postmodernist um, she's an atheist anti postmodernist she doesn't like um, this sort of hyper skepticism and and to go back to Graham Oppie when I watch him go after theists he seems to imply that you can't see God, and you can't see some of these abstract elements, so you may as well just assume they're not exist, because you can't touch them. Um, you're basically, you're implying this level, which um, may or may not exist here, and, and on top of that, if you're doing that on the grounds that humility is a virtue, it's even harder to do, because you're really, you're making a fairly complex argument on the causes and change and movement, um, to imply there's some necessary being. Now you could argue that uh, that Oppie ends up with other issues um, um, down the road um, by just positing, you know, the things just have to exist or something like that. Um, but if if humility is a virtue, um, or, or or now it's now the Catholic Answers website says it's not one of the cardinal virtues, but you know Bishop Barron is sort of like you know the default bishop of um, the Anglosphere. Catholic internet. Um, um, he, he was, he was, and Lex Reed is very much of a Randy in this regard too. He's, um, um, so that those are my thoughts on your thoughts on humility here. I, I would say that it's over, overrated, which is a common word I use here. Uh, but that maybe, except for the state, the state needs to act more humble. Um, that would be the state and state actors need to act more humble. But you know, if you, if you do are a pioneer, or if you are very successful, or or you are think of yourselves as fairly knowledgeable, you should say it. Now you might not actually be, or there might not be a good test to measure what a pioneer or what somebody successful is. Um, so those are my thoughts on humility in respect to the uh, uh, some of the discussion on Ed Fazer. Swithin, any comments? No, I, I would I would agree. Um, if you are good at something, you say you're good at something. I mean, like well you are i mean it's just it's clear accounting i suppose um again the difference say between so the say 
let's let's call the Randian and the Christian Randian. I'm sure, not the Randians. Is again, you know, you, you you can posit that well, you know, in comparison to X, I just, well, in comparison to God, I'm clearly not very. Um, um, I'm not I'm not great in comparison to them. And also, you could say, uh, and the, again, you could argue this is humble. You could say, actually, yeah, I'm. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not an expert in it, but I can do a reasonable amount. Um, now, that might be a humble way of saying something accurate. You're not necessarily just diminishing your ability. You're just explaining in context. That, yeah, OK, you, I, I know a decent amount, but there are people who know more than me. Um, which I think would be accurate. So I think it, it depends on kind of disposition and um, how um, how you would um, how you go about that, I think. Um, one interesting thing with with humility uh, you mentioned to me in the past is, um, do you think that um, you you mentioned that uh, certain people groups in the past have complained about uh, ostentatious displays of wealth, that those are some somehow um, unhumble and sort of grandiose do you think that um humility kind of applies to external objects that you decide to adorn yourself with or to buy or do you think that's sort of a misapplication of the the concept of humility or or can you have say a humble car or a humble house that's a good question um the um, warren buffett supposedly still lives in the same house he lived in in uh like in, in like the 80s and he's like one of the 20 richest people and there's also some older artwork that's in like i think in antwerp um it's a fairly famous painting and they're sort of like an upper middle class but they're sort of dressed very unostentatiously um so should you have is is, is should you have ostentatious uh you could just ar- argue that it's just um a style um i'm not sure if can you what in what way you're meaning like cause like Trump for example he's he's a sort of like a he has a gold plated bathroom yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the gold the gold plated bathroom or the um or the fictitious gold plated shark tank from Lars Ulrich from one of the um anti IP uh, South Park episodes and in what way are you what what's and what's well is, is is it unhumble to have like the gold plated room. Or is this sort of represent? Uh, so I mean, another thing with humility here, which is sort of similar, there was always tradition, I think, it was in Islam, or, or or actually also in some cathedral buildings that the um, the um, the artists, the sort of masons, I'm not sure the masons, but the people who are doing like the um, the tiles and stuff would deliberately make an error on it um, because they would want to show, well, no, this is made by human hands. We're fallible. We're not a god. So that that would be um, a a sort of a similar situation, but I mean, is it? Well, I mean, so for instance, you could say Trump, for instance, um, has aesthetic is aesthetically vulgar, but is being aesthetically vulgar in an expensive sense, sort of uh, an indication. Well, not necessarily unhumble in and of itself, but does that lead to? Um, to show you have an uh, an arrogant um, disposition, or is it merely bad aesthetics? Um, 
when it comes to clothes, um, I think the reason they ended up not being as ostentatious from the upper class as they were historically is basically the French Revolution. Uh, and they sort of kind of toned it down. And that's, I think, from like the 18th century, that's when the suit becomes um, sort of uh, ubiquitous. And it, the suit, even like the, the tuxedo and stuff, is actually a pretty sober form of dress, especially in comparison to the stuff the aristocrats would have worn in the sort of pre 17th century era. Um, so, so what do you think? Can clothes be humble or unhumble? Well, aesthetics are, are, are an interesting thing. I, I, I probably don't have much of a, an opine on that too much. Um, I will say that I will say that uh, too much is Trump just being vulgar here. Well, I don't I don't really care either way. I mean, I, w- I will say that like like I think in the long run, you know, in this sense the Protestants were wrong. I think I think all those beautiful ostentatious cathedrals in Europe and some of them are in like Latin America too. There's not a there's a few of them too. Um, I think they're probably better than the sort of uh, you know the you know ur- suburban uh parking garage church um uh i think i think there is something to be said or even like the the mennites or amish have fairly plain buildings uh, i do think there's something to be there is a debate over over is having something too plain um there is i think there is a value in, in in time and ostentatious um you know whether you're just stealing a bunch of wealth through taxation around you to build these buildings that's a good question whether it could be used for other means um um you know one of the things is like you could the exterior houses is terrible sometimes you'll interior houses i think they're actually quite nice it's just the exterior is just sort of looks kind of trashy um so i don't know clothes i don't really i don't really care i, I don't really care too much um in that well in that way i mean i don't i don't the Trump brand is interesting, like him branding himself. Is this because like he's the archetypal unhumble person there? Um, he just paints his brand on, and he um, um, you know, you know the Trump he puts it puts it on like even like the uh the towels in his hotels supposedly I think. Um, I don't know. Is that humble? No, probably not. Is that bad? Well, I and I don't really care in that sense here. Um, um. I don't really have anything to say on that, Swithin. I, Swithin? I, I think mostly no. Um, although um, I, I think maybe with clothing more than cars, I think because more directly related to you, possibly it is, but only insofar as it tends to show. Um, so, for instance, you might have some guy who thinks he's pretty well built, and he's like, well, he will then deliberately wear clothing to accentuate his muscles, even though he isn't actually that strong. So, in a sense, that could be unhumble uh in a in a way although it's although I, I i i would treat it more in the sense of aesthetics so you know like a woman might go oh wear something short because oh okay, i have amazing legs and because i'm an amazing person uh, a look and i just want to flaunt how great i am around uh so i suppose because because clothing is interesting because it depends when you're wearing it because it's like let's suppose you are a pioneer of blogosphere should you wear it on a badge so everyone knows look Everywhere I go, I am a pioneer in the blogosphere. Like, well, maybe not, because that kind of like is trumpeting your ability too high and taking out the appropriate context. I think context is key. Uh, I think 
there. I think clothing is interesting there as well. It depends when you wear it. I think it makes a difference. I will say this. I mean, I will say this. With with terms of, I'll use the thing I know more about, writing. I would argue that at times people like Hart, even Zan, well, Zan less so. Some of these left-wing Christians that are, well, somewhat ostensibly left-wing Christians in some ways. For all the talk of humility, they don't write humble. They write very, I would say, ostentatiously, which is fine. In some ways, it's easier to read. It's more entertaining. But in some ways, it's just overly wordy. Like um, Keith Press, I recently vlogged on Facebook. He said, you know, like they have a par- two-paragraph description. Oh, he's just, you know, like get to the point. Um, so there is a sort of ostentatious writing format here uh, where you're just sort of like trying to bully over how erudite you are. Like so you bring up obscure references. Or or you'll or you'll show that how you know you listen to this black artist or things like that, uh, and, and, it, and it's sort of like in the most you know um, you listen to this or that you know um, and and speaking of dress like Tyler Cowen would made the argument which I actually agree with him that like dress codes like in a way casual dress is a hard like you know which which are you gonna wear a band T-shirt are you gonna wear are you gonna wear like a, a Metallica T-shirt like, you know, high school dress is a very contentious area. Are you going to wear the athletic T-shirt? Um, so, you know, for all the t- talk of humility, you sort of get it. You get sort of the it seems like everyone defaults back to what Trump does. And what Trump is doing is just honestly, rather than putting the humble bragging in the back, he's just leading it in the front. So in the sense, you know, I'm sort of like, eh, who cares? Isn't it unavoidable in, in some sense? Um um, isn't it unavoidable in some sense that you like if you are successful or if you are above average at minimum, you're going to um, display some amount of arrogance, I would argue. I, I think that's by definition impossible not to do. Swithin? I think that's possible, although um, this is a different example. Um, he died relatively recently. It was Roger Moore, uh, the James Bond actor, amongst other actors who clearly was very successful in what he did. Everything I'd heard about him, that he was a really nice guy and had time for everybody. Um, you know, fans would like, see him and sort of talk to them and, and whatever. You know, he wasn't somebody who would just sort of like ignore you or shoot you off and disappear. Even though he's clearly better than a lot of people acting and significantly more successful. Um, so again, I think it's, it's, it's the sphere that he's in. I mean, now, you could argue this is sort of humble bragging to some extent, but it was interesting um, when it comes to politics, uh, clearly most actors and anybody who's sort of in the media is basically lobotomized. Um, but then um, oh, who was it? It's oh, uh, the guy who was Hannibal Lecter, uh, Anthony Hopkins, um, basically said, don't listen to actors. Actors are mostly stupid. Now, that might have been a counter single to say you should you should do believe the opposite of what the actor said because that's what he believes but he doesn't say what it is or it could just be a case of no actors are stupid um talk to them about acting they know about that but they don't know about this so again i, I think it's one of domain i think that's one of the issues probably with people who are very successful in one area they kind of think it transfers over to others when it might not but i said of course people who are good in one area do tend to be good in other areas um you don't often get people who are only good in one area uh, although of course it does happen um so i don't think it's necessarily inevitable but i can see why it would uh, why, why, why why it does happen well i 
one of the reasons why I want to do this episode here is partly because of Lex Friedman's interview with Bishop Barron, but partly because of the Randian account here. And I see, I see the line between humility. Well, well, I do want to make the point with respect to the state. The state is not the state is not a humble organization. Um, the state very rarely is a humble organization, um, um, in ter- especially in terms of useful in terms of power it's used uh, and the way it wields it. So in that sense, you know, like if you're like, why are you disagreeing with a state medical expert is a sort of question that sort of gets posited, which, you know, in this sense needs to be like, well, why does that state authority have that power anyway? That's the real question you should ask, you know, like what, you know, of course it's, 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 you know, this needs to be flipped entirely here in that context here. Um, um, we should be able to question them and uh, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, it should be, should be given. It's not, it's not like you need to have the credentials or whatever to even engage in questioning them. Um, so in that respect, that they're not humil- humble at all. Um, 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 it's, 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 the, it's the other way around as far as in sort of practical life here. And I do think there's a relationship here. Um, um, I don't, the, um. There, we do still live in a sort of, this is why I think Moldbug and Rand are interesting, because in a sense they're not Christians, they're Jews, for better or for worse. So they can see outside of it in a certain sense too. Um, but the sort of the humble bragging tendency shows up. Um, um, I don't know if anyone's ever been to a job interview, but job interviews are also weird because someone asked me like, what is your work ethic? And I, 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 I sort of just hung up on the question because I was like, this is stupid. This is a stupid question here. Like, what do you want me to say here? Um, um, like, do you want me to give you an F, a, a lecture on ethical philosophy here? So it's like, there's a certain sense where everyone has to engage in um, self, uh, self-congratulate or self-buildup, you know? And again, Rand's very popular as a self-help type thing too here. Um, and I think that's partly because it's, un, it's taking away the sort of, the sort of Christian legacy, and particularly the sort of Protestant, Puritan, Calvinist, you know, legacy that's in the society, which in some sense that might be true, which in some sense might be true. It might be the accurate account of theism. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe it's, maybe the other accounts are more accurate. But I do, I, I don't think it's a surprise that there is this kind of, um, it, it goes into this direction here. Um, um, and, in, and you could, Again, you could always argue that what, what I'm really doing is saying they're not humble enough. Um, that like, you know, like I I just don't think there's any way you might not like Hillary Clinton or you might not like Barack Obama, but like in a sense they are successful at gaming the system and, and enriching themselves and getting political power. Um, so in that way, in that ironic way, I think oh that's actually good. Um, <laughs> that's actually good here. Now what are they using their power for? That's a good question. Um, but I do, I do, I do think in some ways self-congratulations or self-worship, so to speak, is somewhat unavoidable here. Or you can, the flip side, you can end up with this, like the, we did a suicide episode here. On the flip side, you end up with, if you, you don't have enough esteem of yourself and you just think you're so terrible that you're just going to kill yourself. So this is again where I think, I think, I think it, I think sort of Rand's account, both on the sort of practical level as well as the theoretical level. Now, the theoretical level, in this sense, she is a rube in the sense that she's not as 
educated as which interesting goes back to my first point here does does the official truth just mean the state truth and that's a good question um so she is in a sense doesn't know all the continental philosophers she doesn't know all the uh, finer points in aquinas's philosophy of course neither do i either um um um, so maybe, maybe, maybe the her rudeness is the, uh, is the thing which, you know, uh, uh, is her feature in this sense. Um, um, but I do, I do think it's, I do think it's a sort of useful, um, uh, because the common sense definition of humility seems to lead to lots of errors. And the Catholic answers question admits that. I, when I looked into this, they admit that it leads to a bunch of errors here. If you just sort of think about it. You know, you'll just leave. Well, how can I know anything? That's a, that's a, that's a rejection, which you know quickly could be. And, and Graham Oppie does a very good job of sort of flushing that out. Now he's actually an atheist, but he doesn't call himself an. He says he's an agnostic. He doesn't call himself an atheist because he thinks he declares too much, and the word has changed in meaning to meaning too much. So he just calls himself that. Um, so that that's my overall comments on humility and sort of why I want to do this episode here. I think it's misapplied. G.K. Chesterton thinks it's misapplied in his book of Orthodoxy too, um, and sort of he sort of predicts in a sense a lot of this discussion here. Um, but then again, he doesn't do anything necessarily to sort of counteract or get away from it either. Um, um, you know, and uh, so so I, I, that that's sort of my overall comments on humility. I would just say it's overrated. I would say in general, you know, the old, you sort of have to sort of deprogram yourself of some of the humility culture, which a lot of it is politically correct, too. Um, it's sort of one of the ways in which Christians and political correct people, they both agree in some sort of shame. They just sort of disagree, like the conservative evangelicals and then the the left wing might disagree over what you should be shameful about. But they do think you should have some amount of it. Now, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true, but uh, you know, that, that's that's my sort of closing comments here. Why I want to do this episode, Swithin? I think um, I think really you should be the focus. Whilst humility, I think, in abstract is a virtue because I mean, it's it's basically the the mean between being arrogant and uh, I don't know the right word, kind of. Uh, chronic underestimation of your own abilities. I think the focus should just be on, on basically being truthful and saying the right things in the right context. And I think that's true. If that's the case, you would be uh, humble, uh, I think. I think that, that that's, or, or, or relatively speaking. Now, that said, I do, though, think there is a big sort of theological question, which is if God does exist, then the relative uh, uh, abilities of any individual human are insignificant in in comparison to God. So I do think there's that theological question which um, matters. But then, practically speaking, would that change the way you did? Well, I suppose it's your reference point. So in the Christian theology, you reference Jesus and the, the death and resurrection, etc. So you, you could go there. Now, I do think that would make a practical difference in this context, although I don't know if it would make that much difference. But uh, how would you think about that more? And I'd just like to thank everyone to, to listening to, no, thank you everyone for listening to this absolutely amazing podcast. And please share it with your friends and family so everybody can enjoy the amazingness that you have just experienced. And if you'd like to contact the show for any reason, please contact us at mindcryingliberty show at gmail.com. That's mindcryingliberty show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.